if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two is underway now. Nine minutes past ten o'clock. A little bit late coming in to hour number two because we went just a tad long with Jim Jordan, but I think it was worth it. He had great stuff to say, as he always does, as he did yesterday at his speech uh, during the uh, Conservative Political Action Conference down in Orlando, Florida. Terrific stuff by Jim Jordan and many others. But this is a Monday, the first morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Now, I'm going to dive right back into one of the questions that I asked Jim Jordan because it's going to um, uh, blend perfectly in with the next guest that I'm going to talk to president trump yesterday was uh very very clear and he was emphatic that there is going to be no starting the new party on his watch there won't be a patriot party or anything else because he said we don't need one we have the republican party let's listen going to continue to fight right by your side we will do what we've done right from the beginning which is to win we're not starting new parties You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. That was fake news. Fake news. No. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Let's start a new party and let's divide our vote so that you can never win. No, we're not interested in that. No, we have tremendous uh so he explained that not only is he not for a new party it's the reason was very clear there he said it would simply split the vote between conservatives who stay with the republican party and republican nominees and conservatives who split and go with president trump to a third party another conservative type of party so that is the president's clear and pretty unambiguous answer to the question as to whether or not he would do it but at least one local political pundit and leader in the conservative movement says uh, he's wrong to do this. He should absolutely consider starting another party. And he, of course, is our good friend, Tom Zawistowski. Tom Z is the president of the We the People Convention. He is also the president of the Portage County Tea Party. And he wrote a letter to the president before the speech saying, Mr. President, don't do it. Don't announce you're not going to start a new party because that's exactly what you should should do. And Tom Z is here now to tell us exactly why. Tom, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me on. So thank you for sending me your letter that you sent to President Trump. Um, 
you you made a very compelling argument. You really did about the the you know the merits of a third party. But as I said to you previously, you know, kind of irrelevant now because the president has his mind made up. He made it very clear that he's not going to do such a thing, and he explained why about splitting the votes. So I'm going to let you kind of, you know, thumbnail sketch the letter you sent to him and tell all of our listeners why you think the president would be wise to start a third party. Well, thank you for giving me this opportunity. And before we start, I know a lot of your listeners know who I am. But for those who don't, I want to make sure we have this in the right context. Tom Zawistowski is not a Democratic operative who hates Trump, whatever. Uh, there's not a single, there's not an individual in the state of Ohio who did more to elect President Trump in 2016 than Tom Zawistowski and our organization, the We the People Convention, and our members and volunteers. And there is nobody who did more to win Ohio again in 2020 than Tom Zawistowski and the We the People Convention. And that's just a fact that can be verified very easily if you go to our website. So my point that I'm trying to make to President Trump and the problem we've had with President Trump since 2016 is that he isn't really tapped in to the grassroots that support him. He hasn't learned from our experience. And so, you know, this whole idea of we're going to reform the Republican Party, unfortunately, is something that we in the Tea Party here in Ohio have been trying to do for 10 years, and it just hasn't worked. And it's not going to work, and, and you can't have any more evidence of how corrupt the Republican Party is than what just happened in the last week in the Ohio Republican Party and what's happening here in Northeast Ohio with the uh, Gonzalez, you know, race who Trump named in my name, you know, uh, uh, on his CPAC speech, he said, here's the 10, you know, Republican House members who voted to impeach me and we're coming after them. Well, you know, the question is, how do you do that? So let me just, before we start, so let me just answer the question, or the, the statement that he made that everyone uses. Starting a new party or a third party or running as independents will split the conservative vote and assure the Democratic Socialists will win every time. That's just not true. The fact of the matter is that is the canard that the Republicans in the media always use to keep you from exposing the fact that it's, it's not going to work to stay in the Republican Party. The Gallup poll that I quoted in my letter and sent to the president said that 62% of all American adults, not Republican, all American adults want a choice other than an R or D. 62% is a big majority. We're asking President Trump to help them find that other choice. And as I point out in my letter, it's not a third party because we don't have any parties. There's not a first or second party. We need a new political party. And I'm asking President Trump to reinvent what a political party is because right now there's nobody representing anyone listening to this radio show. Tom, the... Um... <clears throat> I read that in your letter, and um, my first thought was, yeah, but um, 62% of adults, not, not R's or D's, 62% say they want a third option. Um, it is extraordinarily unlikely that 62% of them, uh, all 62% of them would be you know, pro-Trumpers looking for a way to get away from the Republican Party. And a lot of them are left-leaning, if not outright leftists, who just may not like the Democrat Party because it's not socialist enough. They may be the Bernie AOC wing, and they want to leave the Democrat Party as much as you know, some want Trump to leave the Republican Party. The point is... That 62% is still going to split, and it's still going to, you know, if, if a, a good number of them go to a, a Trump party or a Patriot party, um, there just won't be enough of them left to defeat the Democrats. Wouldn't you agree? 
I don't agree. I absolutely don't agree. I think that whatever is missing, they're, they're missing the elephant in the room. The, the is? reality is that people are upset because they don't have representation in a representative republic. I don't care if you're a Bernie supporter or a libertarian or a Green Party person. The problem is that nobody that we quote-unquote elect represents us. And here's a classic example. So I heard a year ago that Rob Portman was going to step down as senator from Ohio and that Jane Timken was going to replace him. I heard that a year ago. Guess what? Write it down. That's exactly what's going to happen. Now, do you want Jane Timken to be your senator? Do I? But guess why Bob Paduchik just became the ORP chairman? You think he became the ORP chairman on Friday so he could make sure that Bob Francis' choice for senator gets elected? Or do you think he's the ORP chairman so he can make sure that Jane Timken is the next senator and Mike DeWine is reelected as governor? Which do you think of those is true? Clearly the latter. I have no, I have no, I have no dispute about that. I have no love Absolutely. for the ORP. I have no love for Jane Timken. I have no love for Bob Paduchik. I have no love for any of the shenanigans that you're talking about there. I totally agree with that. But how then, be, be specific how a third party changes any of that. Well, because I'm not talking about just starting a third party. I'm asking Trump to do take a step he already took, by the way. He talked about super PACs being evil and should be you know destroyed when he was in the debate in his first election run. They just started the MAGA party super PAC, and they're going to use the super PAC to fund these races against rhino Republicans and against Democrats. In my letter, I'm suggesting the very same thing. I'm saying that you need to start a you know, Patriot Party super PAC or a MAGA super PAC and only back independents. Don't back people who are captured by the party structure because the party structure is corrupt. It's, it's folks, it's real simple. Their only thing they do in the Republican or Democratic Party is sell your vote to the highest bidder. They are criminal enterprises. When someone says to me, we need to reform the Republican Party, not start a new party, that's like saying you're going to reform the mafia. You can't, because they are at their core criminal enterprises. Without selling their vote to the highest bidder, there would be no funding for the, the quote-unquote Republican Party as it exists now, and it literally could not exist. You don't reform big old organizations, you replace them. And I said on my website, answering the objections, you don't reform IBM, you start Apple Computer. Which stock would you rather own today, IBM or Apple? I'm asking Donald Trump to be the leader he is and, and save America by attacking this institution, the two-party system that is aligned against us so obviously today, you can't, you know, deny that the uniparty is against the people he can destroy that by starting a pact that that is not a third party but only backs people who are not attached to a political party and by funding the pact with the donations from common citizens because the whole problem is the money bob the whole problem so, is so in the your, in brothers will come in and buy your vote so in your in stop. your um in in your vision here tom would would Donald Trump run for president in 2024 as an independent? Yes, absolutely. And here's the other part I put in my face. We're so sick and tired of being lied to and, and, and going through this charade, right? Like Lindsey Graham, who Donald Trump pulled his fat out of the fire. There's a lot of fat to be pulled out of the fire. 
who did nothing for Donald Trump. But Donald Trump helped elect him, but Lindsey Graham didn't help elect Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and those people. The point is, what I said in my letter is, he needs to declare that the MAGA party super PAC is going to only endorse independents who believe in the America First you know, uh, program of prosperity and freedom and liberty. And so anyone who's in the Republican Party, including Jim Jordan, who I have a great relationship with Jim Jordan. I love Jim Jordan, right? But he should say to all those guys, if you really believe in what, and so representing the people and the values of our MAGA movement, you need to leave the Republican Party and run as an independent, and we will back you, and then you can go to Washington and represent the people in your district instead of being forced to represent the people who bought your vote. Tom, I can't get past what you called the canard, though. I mean, if Donald Trump were to run as an independent, supported by the MAGA Super PAC, and you think he'd win? You well, well, win? I, I don't know. Let me let me finish my point here, or my question really is: is do you think he would win if Ron DeSantis stays with the Republican Party, a conservative MAGA supporting, you know, a, a great governor with huge popularity, uh, and and maybe he's got Christy Noem as his number two from South Dakota, the two best governors probably in the country during the COVID crisis, who handled it right by not locking down and lived and governed by the MAGA principles and everything else, right? If 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 Trump is out there as an independent candidate supported by his MAGA super PAC, and and DeSantis Noem is over there, you 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 really don't think that's going to split their votes for, of conservatives and MAGA supporters and, and hand, you know, Joe Biden, actually would he hand Kamala Harris a, uh, a, a, the presidency? I, 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 don't, I don't understand how we can dispute that. What did Jim Jordan just say? 97% of Republicans support President Trump, right? At CPAC. At CPAC. So so the attendees well, okay. at CPAC. That's not, well, that's well, not 74 that's million people. Okay, but the other people I've seen, the other surveys I've seen, is that, you know, it's not, he's, Trump doesn't have 51% of Republicans. He's got 88 or 90 or something like that. So my answer to you is yes, because what people are really looking for is representation. And, and let's be clear here. We cannot solve the problems of our country right now by electing one person, including Donald Trump. We just proved that. We've got to do something different. We've got to stop doing what's stupid and do something smart and fix the process. It's not about personalities. It's about process. I'm trying to make the American people have control of their government. Right now, they have no control of their government. So, so, so Tom, last thing here, because my music is getting louder. Uh, Trump said yesterday, nope, he's staying with the Republican Party. What do you Do you think he'll change his mind over the course of the next three years? We're certainly going to try to help him change his mind because we don't want what's going on here right now. I don't want James Timken. You know what? Donald Trump's going to endorse James Timken. Write it down. You want that? That's what he's going to do. I hope write to God down. that doesn't happen. I because endorsing Jane, endorsing Jane Timken is uh, is almost uh, tantamount to endorsing Anthony Gonzalez. And, of course, well, he didn't do right, that. He's endorsing it. Max Miller. But, uh, well, yeah, but that's, who's Max? We didn't ask for Max. Do you know who Max is? Why doesn't well, he ask us who we want to run against Gonzalez? We're, we're gonna Why get does to he know- keep putting people that? We're going to get to know Max a lot better on Wednesday. He'll join me live on 935 Wednesday, and we're going to talk to him about who he is and uh, how this whole thing shakes out. Tom Zawistowski, WeThePeopleConvention.org, Portage County Tea Party. Tom, thank you, my friend. I appreciate all the great back and forth. Bob, thank you so much. Really appreciate being on. You got it. God bless. 1023. We'll be right back.
A complaint? Hit up the authority message line. Call 216-525-1806 and make your voice heard. That's 216-525-1806. Call the authority message line. Okay, 1027. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thanks again to Tom Z. Uh, reactions? I'm curious. Well, first of all, two things. Number one is, on the heels of CPAC, we started our first hour asking this question. Do you want Donald Trump to be the Republican nominee again in 2024? Or would you prefer Donald? It's all going to be Trump, right? One way or another. Either Trump carrying the Trump MAGA banner to another run at it in 2024, or hard, rock-solid conservatives younger faces, fresher faces, newer faces, also carrying the Trump banner. I don't think anybody will ever go back, anybody at least who listens to this show and or anybody who would be interested in CPAC yesterday, you notice why Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell and guys like that weren't there, because they're not part of the conservative movement. They're, they're establishment rhinos. But at any rate, whether it be Trump himself or a younger MAGA-supported face, like Christy Gnomes or, or Tom Cottons or, uh, as I said, Ron DeSantis is my guy, uh, you know, at least in terms of the non-Trumpers or non-Trump people who are not President Trump. Let's phrase it that way. Um, so they had their straw poll, and President Trump won it going away at CPAC yesterday. We're just kind of doing our own little thing here. Do you want President Trump to continue to be the face, lightning rod that he is, knowing more impeachments will be coming, knowing more uh, attacks and more gridlock and more press and all everything else, which is just going to be as insane as it was for the last four years? Or would you rather have Donald Trump working behind the scenes with a Ron DeSantis, who is the nominee, with maybe a potential Vice President Christy Noem, or flip those. Maybe Christy Noem is the face, and Ron DeSantis is her VP. I have no uh, illusions here that it could be anything. Uh, Tom Cotton, like I said before, there's a lot of other young, stalwart, MAGA-supporting, America-first uh, candidates who could be there, and we want to know who you like, whether it be Trump or one of the other faces carrying the Trump banner. That's number one. And then number two, what do you think about what uh, Tom just said? He said that Donald Trump needs to leave the Republican Party. He needs to continue to work with the super PAC, the MAGA super PAC, and announce they're going to raise billions, and those billions are going to be used to fund the campaigns of independents only, not Republicans. He says that will be enough to draw real conservatives away from Republicans, leaving the two-party system to wither and die, while the independent MAGA-backed representation would be doing the work of the people. Do you agree with that idea? Or do you think we need to stay with the two-party system and just hope for the best? That's where we are. Uh, I want answers to those questions on the other side of the news. 216-901-0945, And don't forget, you heard the liner. Maybe you did. Uh, you can also leave your message on the authority, list, uh, authority message line, uh, which is 216-525-1806. Back after the news. two sides to every story there's the mainstream media side and then there's the truth you are experiencing the truth the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer okay 1036 we continue now on am 1420 the answer boy i'll tell you what um tom z got a lot of people's uh, jaws a flapping and uh fingers a texting and typing um 
I was just having a conversation with uh, a party leader, a county party leader, GOP leader, and I won't say which one because it's not important. It's off the off the record. Uh, so I was just having a conversation during the break via Twitter, uh, and I mentioned that I do agree with uh, Tom Zawistowski completely about Jane Timken and Bob Paduchik, that Paduchik is going to work to get Jane Timken into Rob Portman's seat, in which case we gain nothing. Nothing. Because Rob Portman is a rhino who does not support the conservative movement and the Constitution. Jane Timken will be the exact same thing. I want a conservative in that seat. I don't think Ohio's interests and conservatives' interests are advanced by another Rob Portman by the name of Jane Timken. And Bob Paduchik, sitting in that ORP chair, is going to do everything he can to make that happen. He's going to do everything he can to make sure Mike DeWine is the, is the governor again. You want another term of Mike DeWine? Jane Timken never stood up to Mike DeWine. You think Bob Paduchik will? The ORP is a joke. It's a joke. And I'm getting a little bit fired up myself here. They don't support conservatism. They don't support constitutional principles. They don't support Ohio family values. They support Republicans, no matter how, and, and in fact, more specifically, rhino Republicans. All they care about is winning with the R. Sometimes the R is no better than the D. I agree with Tom Z about that. There are far too many of them, in fact, who are in elected office, who get supported by jokers like Timken and Panuchik. And they say, look, we're red, we're red, we're a red state. Look at us. We win all of these things. What are you doing with your red state? What has the... Republican Party, which dominates the Ohio General Assembly, done to save this state? What has Jane Timken done over the course of the COVID pandemic to help push and lead the Republicans in the damn state house to push back against Mike DeWine? She won't, because Mike DeWine's an R. So therefore, we have to not be mean to him even though that R was listening for the first five months of the pandemic to a D named Amy Acton. Where's Jane Timken? Where were the Republicans in the House, the State House? I mean, honestly, this stuff about as long as we win reds, or as long as we win, R's win, and we stay red, we're doing great. We're not doing great. Not if the R's aren't worth a crap. And Way too many of them in Columbus are exactly that, and certainly in the ORP. That's why I will absolutely not support any of those Rhino candidates, any of them, and especially people like Timken. Not a chance. Don't tell me it's a win because, well, at least the Dem didn't get the seat. I'm tired of playing that game, too. What good does it do Ohio to have a governor like Mike DeWine just because he's an R? Could Cordray have been any worse? I don't think so. He'd have done the what would Cordray have done that's different than what DeWine is doing in respect to COVID? Could Ohio be doing any worse in job uh, creation? Could Ohio be doing any worse in lockdowns? I mean, we sat here, I just I did the first hour of the show playing you clips from leaders. Governors who did it the right way, leaders in the Republican Party, conservatives who let the free market and the people decide how to live in the face of a pandemic. 
Well, tell me, would you rather have Mike DeWine, his little bumbling, mumbling press conferences telling us why? Uh, what did he tell us, right? March 15th last year. Two weeks, two weeks, flatten the curve. Two weeks, that's all. Two weeks, flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. That was 12 months ago. And we're still not flattening the curve to his satisfaction. Would you rather have Mike DeWine or would you rather have this guy? And while so many governors over the last year have kept locking people down, Florida lifted people up. Florida is leading in protecting our vulnerable residents, saving the economy, and safeguarding the freedom of our people. In Florida, schools are open. Every Floridian has a right to earn a living, and all businesses have a right to operate. Would you rather have Ron DeSantis, or would you rather have Mike DeWine? Tell me, who would you rather have running the state of Ohio, Mike DeWine or this person? Now, most governors shut down their states. What followed was record unemployment, businesses closed, most schools were shuttered, and communities suffered. And the U.S. economy came to an immediate halt. Now, let me be clear. COVID didn't crush the economy. Government crushed the economy. Just as quickly, government turned around and held itself out as the savior. And frankly, the Treasury Department can't print money fast enough to keep up with Congress's wish list. But not everyone has followed this path. For those of you who don't know, South Dakota is the only state in America that never ordered a single business or church to close. And, and here's the deal. If Christy Nome lived in Ohio and wanted to primary Mike DeWine, she'd get nowhere. Because rhinos like Jane Timken and now Bob Paduchik would back the incumbent Republican. They'd back Mike DeWine. Because they're pathetic. Because they have no interest in helping the people, the constituents, the citizens of Ohio. They have only interest in maintaining their power and their control. It is not good enough to just be an R in this state. If you're doing the state no favors, then why would we want your R-A-S-S in there? I'm not saying we need to split the party. I'm not saying that there needs to be a third party like Tom Z did. He made an eloquent case and an articulate case for Donald Trump doing something of that in that vein. But I'm telling you this, if the Republican Party doesn't start actually working for the citizens of this state and not just to make sure, make sure that they maintain the majority in Columbus and, may, and, 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 and every other, other year, essentially, about every other year, go uh, for the Republican candidate for president, if they're not going to actually do something for us, if they're only going to be worried about winning elections and thus keeping their power, then they're useless. They might as well be Democrats. That's what Jane, Jane Timken is. Useless. All right, Ed in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Ed, go right ahead. Hey, Bob, thanks for taking the call. Listen, I was going to talk to you about something, and I still do, but regarding your point about your previous uh, speaker, 
he's got some good analogies as to what's going on there, but the problem is that the logistics of splitting the Republican Party, I don't see any way that that could ever happen, at least not in one, one election cycle. But I will tell you something, oddly enough, I think changing the name of the Republican Party might actually be a very positive thing to do. Because just like an apartment building, when you can't lease it out, what do you do? You change the name of the place, and it changes the whole aura of the thing. So that might be a suggestion for him, but logistically, I don't see how it works out. Anyhow, what I wanted to talk to you about was yesterday, when I tried to watch Donald Trump's broadcast live, and I started at about 3.20 in the afternoon, I was unable to do it on YouTube. There was no way anybody carried that thing in an actual live format. And I wanted to ask you first and any of your, your, your listeners, were you able to watch that thing at 3.40 yesterday when Donald Trump started to speak? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I watched it live on C-SPAN, but the video quality was a little bit lacking, so I switched it over to Fox News, and Fox News uh, had it live, so which in it full color and full, full video glory. So I, there, were two, there were two options at least. I didn't switch to OAN, One American News, to see if they were carrying it live, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did as well. So when I went to Fox and I pressed the button to, to watch the live transmission, what I got was previous speakers. Uh, I, I I couldn't, and my brother tried the same thing. Well, 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 but Ed, Ed, you you do realize that his speech started over an hour late. Oh, it did. No. It actually was an hour late. Oh, yeah, that's your problem. Is you were watching at three forty-five and you didn't stick with it. If you'd have watched it at three forty-five and stuck with it, uh, you, they came on the stage every so often. I think Matt Schlapp spoke for ten minutes, saying, "You're seeing how the sausage is made now." Talking about all of the machinations of getting the stage set up for the president and making sure everything was clean and sanitized and all the other stuff that was going on. And then they ran a few videos, like you said, of old speakers, and you know they were basically filling the time until the president was ready to come out. He came out at about four forty. So he was just actually a little over an hour late. That's when his speech was on. Oh. Thank you very much for clarifying that because I was very <laughs> upset about it. It happened. You, know, you, know you know what they didn't say? You know what they didn't say? They didn't say we're waiting for the president. I saw Matt Schlapp. I saw that whole thing. I kept trying to get on there. And all no, no. They, well, I don't, know, yeah, I don't know what channel you watched, but um, uh, because uh, if you said you were watching Fox, but they did have, at least like I said, I had C-SPAN on for most of the time. They had a little um, you know, graphic in the corner that said, you know, shortly, colon, President Trump speaks, shortly, you know, waiting for President Trump, blah, blah, blah. They were always up there telling everybody what you're watching right now is what we're giving you while we wait for President Trump to speak. At least that's how C-SPAN had it. I didn't turn to Fox until it was time for him to actually start speaking because i was hoping to get better video quality which which there was but but they had on c-span they had little notice notifications on there saying it's coming it's coming it's coming thanks for clarifying you got it ed appreciate the call buddy thank you let's go to uh tj in cleveland next hi tj you're on the air go ahead yeah you know bob uh this tom z you know that old expression those that don't heed history are doomed to repeat it you know i remember a man named ross perot very similar to uh, uh donald trump in his style well, he took a lot of votes away from the Republican Party. He had a lot of support, but he, he lost. And he lost, and he gave the election to Bill Clinton, who basically won with only 43% of the vote that year. Then we had another one that took votes away. If I remember, Ralph Nader and his Green Party. And thank God, he probably uh, gave the election to Bush in 2000. You know, history is filled with people splitting off like that. Just look at Colonel Custard at the Little Bighorn. He split his command, and we know how that turned out. A third party is not going to work. 
I mean, history shows it's not going to work. And, and, you know, like your last caller says, maybe in the long run, in the very long run, it might work. But by that time, the republic will be will be gone. Right. Here's the thing I would say in response to that. Thank you, TJ, for the call. Um, and I think this is what Tom would say is, in all of those other examples, those third-party candidates were the outsiders. You know, like Ross Perot was coming in from the outside. Um, so was, you know, Nader and, and, and anybody else who's tried this before. Um, the argument would be Donald Trump is no longer from the outside. Donald Trump already was the president as a Republican. See what I'm saying? The goal, according to what Tom is saying, is, is that Donald Trump would take his 85, 95% or whatever of Republican support with him. And his party, which would be essentially a super PAC, not a party in, in, in name, but a super PAC, the MAGA super PAC, would be dedicated only to voting for and financially funding the campaigns of independence. So, you know, it would, he would essentially be bringing the Republican Party, or at least the, the massive base that he still has with him. That's something Ross Perot couldn't do. He was starting, he was starting at ground zero and trying to chip in and pull people away. Same thing with Nader and any other third-party candidates who have tried this in the past. But that's not Donald Trump. He's not an outsider chipping away trying to get a little bit of support. He's already got the massive support of his base, and it would come with him and then hopefully bring others to an independent status where they're no longer beholden to the Republican Party. Which, again, as I just got done railing and ranting about, uh, particularly in the state of Ohio, is, uh, is a disaster zone. It just is. Uh, it's, it's, it's just disastrous it's all about the money and it's all about the power. It's not about the people. And I'm sorry to say that. And I know my friends at the ORP or people who know me at the ORP were not probably not friends anymore or any of the county GOPs. I've been invited to speak at county GOPs, you know, the, the events and these kind of things. And I probably wouldn't be invited back when I say this, but I'm sorry, but you guys suck because you're about the people or you're about the power and the money. You're not about the people. We could probably find a way to make this a bumper sticker slogan. Some some PPP. Instead of payment protection program, PPP is power and profit over people. And that's the GOP. That's the Republican Party. Not that the Democrats are any different, but that's the point. We're supposed to be different. People should be put, and our representation should be put over power and profit. It's not. That's why we're so frustrated. All right, 1051, right back. Okay, 1055, final segment. Let's squeeze in a few more phone calls before the end of the program. Bob in Middleburg Heights is up. Hey, Bob, go ahead. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning. Uh, no third party. I mean, again, I'm going to look at Ron Paul and his Paul bots. You know, that was, that was just ridiculous. But... I feel that there's voter fraud. And until that whole issue is addressed and finalized, things are not going to change. Well, you're not going to get an argument from me on that, Bob. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the biggest issue between now and There's never been a conclusion. No, no. Well, that's because the courts, that because the courts, including the uh, Supreme Court, for whatever reason, decided not to even hear the evidence, which is very, very concerning. But the, here's the thing, though, Bob, and I appreciate the phone call. It's going to have to be solved the election issues and the voting, you know, fraud 
on a state by state basis because there is no federal voting. There are no federal voting rules. I think that's a mistake. And I'm not saying a simple federal vote count center. I think all of the states can still conduct their own elections, but all of the rules must be uniform. In other words, the number of mail-in votes, the number of absentee votes, the number of days of early voting, the hours of voting, all of those things need to be uniform, counting in order, what order they count in. Whether it's do they count the machine votes first, then the, then the absentee and mail-in votes, whether they allow mail-in voting or not, all of those things should be uniform. Then we will get real-time, accurate results without any chance of, oh, well, it was 3 o'clock in the morning and we decided to come back in, just a few of us, and to start counting all of the mail-in votes or the absentee votes. And it just turned out to be 30 million more votes for, for Joe Biden. I mean, I'm being facetious here a little bit, but, or exaggerating a little bit, but you understand the point. I think that, you know, but to do that would take an enormous effort. Um, and we would have to hit our Congress people with that very, very hard. It would probably take an amendment to the Constitution to change the way the votes are conducted because it's always been about state rights. The founders said it that way. But, um, I think that's something to look for, to look at potentially. And until then, again, like I said, the good news is it's a little easier to do at the state level. And we do need to make a pain in the rear end of ourselves in Columbus until they fix the voting issues there. And I know Trump won by eight points here. That doesn't mean it was not without fraud or potential for fraud. It was. And then, of course, the other states have to do the same. Will is in Houston. That's my man down there in uh, deep in the heart of Texas. Hey, Will, go right ahead. Hey man, um, great show this morning, um, Bob. Hey, very quick, I one. I, I don't think I don't think Trump needs to run again, man. And, and, and the 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 um, scenario I look at or the comparison. Remember on Star Wars, man, when um, Obi Wan said, "If you strike me down, I'll be more powerful than you can ever imagine." And so then, when he was struck down, he was like helping Luke. He wasn't in. He was his, um, his force basically was helping helping Luke, and he was no longer being attacked by the Empire. Mm-hmm. Trump could be the same way, man. You know, be in the background, be be the, the I guess the kingmaker, as they say. But but be in the background so so that you know you won't be the focus of the attention, you won't be the focus of the attacks. But you can still influence, you know, and you can still be that that, that powerful Jedi, basically. You're you're right, um, but I, I look. I, I, I'm kind of leaning toward that being the way I would like to see it run. I would like to see a DeSantis gnome kind of ascendancy sort of thing Me and too. have Trump Me be too. the guiding hand behind it all. But Me too. the flip of that is that's not who Donald Trump is. He has never been the behind-the-scenes guy. He was the face of The Apprentice. He was the face of all of his books. He's the face of his hotel. The name Trump comes before Taj Mahal. I mean, Trump, 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 Trump. His name and his face are his brand. I don't know that he would be able to pull himself behind the scenes and do it. That's the question. I would like it. I really would. But I don't know if I could see him actually making that call. Will, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. I'm out of time, everybody. Sorry if I left you on hold, but uh, that's the way the ball bounces sometimes. Come back to us tomorrow when Kirsten and I was here, and we'll talk then. Until then, Gallagher next. Stay here for Kirk and Prager and all day long on AM 1420, The Answer. We'll see you. Bye-bye.